Welcome to the Car Time Stories podcast, your best resource for drive-time entertainment. On today's episode, we have three more amazing stories for you. The first of which is called The Giant's Causeway, where a fearsome tattooed giant named Benandona, driven by a broken past, wreaks havoc on both the land and its people. But when the resilient Scots unite and call upon the help of a compassionate and unlikely hero, Finn McCool, a battle of giants ensues. So without further ado, strap in and please enjoy a story about the transformative power of unity in the untamed beauty of Scotland itself. The Giant's Causeway by Dave Fox Once upon a time, in the enchanting land of Scotland where misty highlands kissed the sky and emerald green valleys stretched for miles, there existed a fearsome and mighty tattooed giant named Benandonna. This gigantic creature towered over the landscape, casting a daunting shadow upon the hills and causing great fear and despair among the people, animals, and even the environment itself. His tattooed skin weaved a tale of past pains, with symbols etched deep into his body, each inked scar a reminder of his life's failures, leaving him with an ugly, gruesome reminder of a life not worth living contrasted against the idyllic beauty of the Scottish terrain. His only joy came from the destruction he caused, relishing in the screams of people and animals as they desperately fled from his path. The people of the highlands of Scotland, however, were not ones to cower in fear for long. United by their unwavering courage and determination, they decided they had endured enough of Ben and Donna's reign of terror. They banded together and sought the aid of mystical beings who dwelled in the depths of enchanted forests and shimmering lakes. The birds and fairies acting as messengers fluttered through the air, spreading the word far and wide, searching for another giant who could stand up against the fearsome tattooed giant and bring peace back to the land. Attention, mystical creatures of the land, chirped a bright bluebird, carrying the urgent message. We need a brave giant to save us from Ben and Donna's rampage. Meanwhile, Ben and Donna, consumed by his destructive tendencies, continued to wreak havoc on the land. He uprooted trees with ease, diverting streams and lakes, causing the once vibrant landscape to wither and tremble. The people cried out in anguish, their homes and livelihoods in ruins. As the plea for help reached the ears of giants near and far, a solitary figure stepped forward, ready to face the daunting task. Finn McCool, a giant from the enchanting land of Ireland, had a heart filled with compassion and a mind brimming with bravery. He understood the importance of restoring peace and harmony to the troubled highlands. With a twinkle in his eye, Finn set out on a courageous journey. He traversed vast landscapes and treacherous waters, guided by the whispers of the wind and the tales of the mystical creatures who had witnessed Benandonna's wrath. Finn gathered pentagon-shaped rocks from the seashore, fashioning them into a magnificent causeway that stretched from Northern Ireland to the heart of Scotland. Finally, Upon reaching the Scottish land, Finn McCool was greeted with a chorus of joyous cheers. The people and mystical creatures of the Highlands had banded together, realizing that unity and strength were their greatest weapons. Unicorns with their sparkling horns stood alongside wise old owls, their hoots resounding with wisdom and encouragement. Mischievous fairies flitted about, casting their enchantments while talking trees whispered secrets of hope. 
With renewed determination and the support of his newfound friends, Finn McCool marched towards Benandonna's lair. The ground shook beneath their feet as the battle commenced. Finn's powerful fists clashed against Benandonna's tattooed arms, sparks flying with each collision. The air crackled with magic as spells were cast, weaving through the battleground. In the midst of the fierce battle, a humorous dialogue unfolded between Finn and Benandonna. The giant, with a menacing grin, taunted Finn. You think you can defeat me, puny giant? I am the king of chaos, the master of mayhem. Finn, wearing a mischievous smile, replied, Ah, but my friend, you see, I have something you lack, a heart filled with compassion and a desire for peace. Your reign of terror ends today. The battle raged on, a clash of strength and determination. Finn's unwavering courage and the united forces of the people and mystical creatures proved to be a formidable combination. The fairies, with their mischievous tricks, created distractions, allowing Finn to land powerful blows. The unicorns used their magical horns to heal and protect their allies, ensuring that Finn remained strong in the face of adversity. In the end, it was Finn McCool's indomitable spirit that prevailed. Benandonna, the once feared tattooed giant, fell to the ground defeated and broken. The weight of his destructive actions and his broken spirit crushed him, leaving him remorseful. As peace settled over the highlands of Scotland, the people celebrated their victory with laughter and cheer. Finn McCool stood tall and proud, his heart filled with warmth and gratitude for the friends who had stood by his side. The birds and fairies flitted around, their wings shimmering with pride and happiness. From that day forward, the land once plagued by the terror of Benandonna's rampage transformed into a realm of harmony and happiness. The trees grew tall and lush once more, and the streams and lakes flowed freely, bringing life and abundance to all. Whenever a whisper of fear dared to rise, the tale of Finn McCool and his courageous battle against Ben and Donna would be told, reminding all that with bravery, unity, and a touch of whimsy, even the mightiest giants could be defeated. Our second story is called Seraphina, the Guardian Ghost, where in the spectral embrace of Ravenscroft Hall, a young woman, ensnared by a charismatic yet controlling lover, must heed the warnings of a vengeful female ghost to break free from the suffocating grip of possessive love before history repeats itself. Seraphina, The Guardian Ghost, by Dave Fox In a forgotten corner of the world where the mists of sorrow seem to linger eternally, there stood an ancient manor known as Ravenscroft Hall. The moonlight struggled to penetrate the heavy mist that cloaked its form, casting an eerie glow upon the weathered stones. It was a place of both beauty and despair, its shadowy halls harbouring tales of tragedy that whispered through the stone walls like mournful winds. Long ago, a young woman named Seraphina graced Ravenscroft with her presence. Her porcelain skin seemed to catch the moon's light, lending an ethereal quality to her delicate features. She possessed a rare beauty that ignited the passions of all who beheld her, but her heart was reserved for one, a charismatic yet jealous man named Lucius. Their love was like a tempestuous sea, with moments of calm that held the promise of tranquility, only to be shattered by fierce storms of emotion that left them gasping for air. Seraphina's life came to a cruel and untimely end at the hands of Lucius. His once charming demeanour had twisted into a gnarled mask of jealousy, his mind warped by irrational suspicions. 
He believed that any eyes upon her were a threat to their love, and in his insanity he ended her life, snuffing out the light that had illuminated Ravenscroft Hall. Her pale figure was laid to rest beneath the gnarled trees that lined the manor's garden, but her spirit found no peace. On the nights when the moon was shrouded in clouds and the wind howled through the corridors, a spectral figure would emerge from the depths of Ravenscroft Hall. Seraphina's ethereal form materialised as if woven from moonbeams and mist, a vision of both beauty and melancholy. Her eyes, once filled with hope and love, were now haunted by the knowledge of her own demise. She had become a guardian of sorts, a harbinger of danger to those who walked in her footsteps. Girls who found themselves entwined with possessive and dangerous lovers would catch fleeting glimpses of Seraphina's mournful visage. Her ghostly figure would appear in the mirror, a pale face reflected against the backdrop of their torment and desperation. A silent whisper would drift through the air. A warning carried on the wind, brushing against their ears like a fragile caress. Beware, dear heart, for love can be a deadly embrace. One such tale involved Amelia, a young woman ensnared by a charming yet controlling man named Reginald, a haunting echo of the past that resonated with every heartbeat. Their relationship was a mirror image of Seraphina and Lucius, a toxic waltz of affection and fear that left Amelia's spirit bruised and battered. As the sun dipped below the horizon, casting long shadows that stretched like fingers across the old manor's chambers, Amelia found herself alone in her room. The flickering candlelight danced upon the walls, and in the mirror's glass she caught a glimpse of Seraphina's mournful eyes. They held a depth of sorrow that seemed to reach across the divide between the living and the spectral, a silent plea that tugged at Amelia's very soul. The words, soft as a whisper carried on a breeze, seemed to emanate from the reflection itself, resonating within the chambers of Amelia's heart. Beware, dear heart, for love can be a deadly embrace. A shiver raced down Amelia's spine, raising goosebumps on her arms. The air grew heavy with another worldly presence and for a fleeting moment she felt the weight of Seraphina's tragedy pressing against her own chest. The connection was uncanny, as if their fates were woven together by the threads of time and suffering. In that moment, as shadows deepened and the night grew darker, Amelia found a wellspring of strength she hadn't known existed. The reflection of Seraphina's sorrowful eyes became a catalyst, an awakening of her own inner resilience. With a determination fueled by the echoes of the past, Amelia knew she couldn't allow herself to become a prisoner of Reginald's possessiveness any longer. The following day, as the first rays of dawn kissed the horizon, Amelia confronted Reginald. The air crackled with tension as their voices collided, a tempest of emotions and words that had been suppressed for far too long. I will not be shackled by your jealousy any longer, she declared, her voice trembling but resolute. Reginald's charm faltered, his facade cracking to reveal the mask of control he had worn so well. His words were a mixture of pleading and anger, but Amelia remained steadfast, her newfound courage bolstered by the memory of Seraphina's warning. As the echoes of their confrontation faded, Ravenscroft Hall stood as a silent observer to the turning tides of fate. The old manor's stone walls bore witness to Amelia's emancipation from the clutches of a toxic love a reminder that even in the midst of darkness there was a glimmer of hope. And Seraphina, the ghostly guardian of love's haunted labyrinth, continued to drift through the corridors, 
her eyes a mosaic of love and sorrow. With each new generation that walked the halls, her legacy lived on, a whispered caution to those who were blinded by the flames of passion. In the embrace of her sorrowful gaze, they found the strength to break free, to chart their own path away from the suffocating embrace of possessive love. And as long as Ravenscroft Hall stood, Seraphina's story remained etched in its very stones, a testament to the enduring power of a love that transcended even death itself. I hope you don't mind if I take on today's final story, for I do love it so. There is nothing like a tale of redemption that gets my heart pumping and willing to jump in voice, body and soul. So give me a second to comport myself before we embark on this wonderful tale together. Grimgar and Elora by Dave Fox in the heart of an ancient forest, where the shadows of towering trees danced like forgotten memories, there dwelt a creature feared by all who dared to speak its name, Grimgar the Troll, a monstrous figure standing as tall as the oaks themselves, with coarse mottled skin that bore the scars of battles long past. His eyes, as cold as winter's frost, surveyed the world with a mix of apathy and bitterness. Grimgar had lived for ages in solitude, his heart encased in the armour of isolation, brooding over the wrongs that had been done to him and that he had done to others. One morning, as the first rays of sunlight filtered through the dense foliage, a gentle figure fluttered into the clearing where Grimgar's hovel lay hidden. Elora, a fairy with wings like delicate leaves and a heart as luminous as the moon, had heard tales of the reclusive troll and his dark past. She believed in the potential for change, even in the most hardened of hearts. Grimgar, she called softly, her voice carrying on the breeze, I come not as an enemy, but as one who seeks to offer you a chance at redemption. Grimgar's gaze turned toward the ethereal creature before him. He grunted in response, his suspicion evident. Redemption! What business have you with the likes of me, fairy? Elora hovered closer, her eyes radiating warmth. I believe that no heart is beyond healing, no soul is beyond redemption. I have seen the spark of goodness within you, Grimgar, even if it is buried deep. Will you not let me help you unearth it? The troll's eyes flickered, a mixture of doubt and curiosity playing across his features. He had long grown used to the idea that the world was a harsh place, and yet here was a being who saw him differently. Tentatively, he nodded, granting Elora the opportunity he had denied so many others, and so began an unlikely companionship as Grimgar and Elora embarked on a journey that would challenge not only their perceptions of each other, but also the very fabric of their world. The forest, once a place of solitude for Grimgar, transformed into a realm of shared purpose as the troll and fairy travelled side by side. As they ventured deeper into the woods, they encountered creatures both benign and treacherous. Grimgar's immense strength and imposing presence served as a shield against dangers that might have overwhelmed Elora alone. But it was Elora's gentle spirit and boundless compassion that began to chip away at the walls around Grimgar's heart. One moonlit night, as they camped beneath a canopy of stars, Elora shared stories of the forest's inhabitants, the creatures that relied on the harmony of nature to survive. Grimgar listened intently, his scepticism slowly giving way to a growing empathy. The tale of a wounded deer they had nursed back to health, the gratitude of a family of rabbits saved from the clutches of a cunning fox, all these stories painted a world of interconnectedness that Grimgar had never truly considered. But their journey was not without challenges. Goblins, vile creatures that thrived on chaos and fear, had begun to terrorise the forest. 
Grimgar's muscles tensed as he beheld their cruel deeds, his anger boiling over. With Elora by his side, he charged into battle, his immense fists striking with the force of a thunderous storm. Elora's magic weaved through the air, her spells guiding and protecting them. Together, they routed the goblins and sent them fleeing. News of their heroic deeds spread like wildfire through the forest. Animals from all corners began to seek them out, seeking their aid and offering their friendship in return. Grimgar, once an outcast, now found himself a guardian of the very woods he had shunned. And Elora, a fairy of boundless hope, saw her belief in the power of redemption vindicated with every life they touched. The air grew heavy with foreboding as Grimgar and Elora ventured deeper into the heart of the forest, toward the malevolent presence that had cast a shadow over the land for ages, Morwin, the Wicked Witch. Her lair lay hidden amidst twisted trees and writhing vines, a place where the very air seemed to shudder in fear. As they approached the threshold of her lair, the skies darkened and a chill wind whispered secrets of despair. Morwin's voice, like a serpent's hiss, slithered through the air. Welcome, interlopers. I've been expecting you. Grimgar's fists clenched, and Elora's wings quivered with a mixture of fear and determination. The witch's magic was a maelstrom of darkness, her power woven from the shadows themselves. Grimgar felt the weight of his past sins pressing upon him, the darkness that had once consumed his heart, the pain he had inflicted upon others. Could he truly stand against the embodiment of his own darkness? Elora's voice, a beacon of light in the encroaching gloom, spoke to Grimgar's soul. You are not defined by your past, Grimgar, she said. You are defined by the choices you make today. And so, with courage kindled by Elora's unwavering belief, they faced Morwin in a battle of magic and willpower. Grimgar's brute strength clashed with Morwin's sinister spells, and Elora's radiant magic met the darkness head-on. Grimgar was forced to confront memories he had long suppressed, his past misdeeds manifesting as spectral shadows that threatened to undo him. But with Elora's support, he found the strength to fight back. As the battle raged on, Grimgar's heart became a crucible, his past and present colliding in a cataclysmic clash. With every blow he struck, he reaffirmed his commitment to a new path, a path of redemption and self-discovery. And in a surge of energy that seemed to draw from the very roots of the earth, Grimgar overcame Morwin's dark magic. The witch's power shattered like glass, her malevolent form dissipating into the ether. In the aftermath of the battle, the forest exhaled a collective sigh of relief. The skies cleared, and the sunlight filtered through the leaves, casting a warm glow upon the land that had long suffered under Morwin's tyranny. Grimgar and Elora stood amidst the ruins of the witch's lair, their victory hard won, their souls forever transformed. Word of their triumph spread far and wide, carried by the winds and whispered among the trees. Grimgar and Elora became living legends, symbols of hope and redemption, their names spoken in hushed tones by creatures great and small. They had proven that even the darkest hearts could find light, that even the most insurmountable odds could be conquered with unwavering determination. With Morwin's reign of darkness ended, the forest began to thrive anew. Flowers bloomed, animals played, and the very heart of the land seemed to sing with gratitude. Grimgar, once a solitary figure consumed by bitterness, found himself surrounded by friends, by creatures who had once feared him and now looked to him as a protector. In the days that followed, Grimgar and Elora continued to journey through the forest, aiding creatures in need, tending to the wounded, and spreading kindness wherever they went.
Grimgar's strength was no longer a weapon of destruction, but a shield of protection. Elora's magic was no longer a mere enchantment, but a force of healing and renewal. And so the tale of Grimgar the Troll and Elora the Fairy was etched into the annals of the forest, a story of redemption, friendship, and the enduring power of goodness. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Car Time Stories podcast. Before I let you go, I would like to take a point of personal privilege and implore you to rate our podcast and write a brief review. You see, those darn algorithms are rather pesky in their willingness to move podcasts up or down. Your help would be greatly appreciated. And finally, please visit cartimestories.com to purchase premium audio and video content. But for now, we thank you and bid you adieu. Until next week, keep learning and by all means keep exploring the imaginative depths of your mind, for someday it will lead you to a glorious future.